Well, it's Thursday, everybody. It's Thursday one more time, everybody. Let's give God some praise. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, this is not a religious program, but you know, we be religious. What can we say? This is not a pre- religious program, but we be religious. Let's give God some praise because we have made it to another Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's your girl, Dr. P. On the pod. Back to be on the pod. Yeah. Family, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing great. I hope you got some joy down in your soul. Some joy deep down in your soul. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Have you gotten through your graduation season? Uh, I have uh, gotten through mine. It has been a time. I'm telling you, graduation, mm, it was something else. So we have gotten through uh, Mother's Day and we've gotten through graduation. And now we are getting ready to head into Memory Sunday and Father's Day. How about that? I'm telling you, this year is moving fast. It's moving fast. You know, we've been talking about Memory Sunday now for months. Memory Sunday, the second Sunday in June, which is coming up, June the 12th. And we're asking all of you, Congress, congregations, pastors, folks in the pew, families, to go to the Bomb and Gilead's website, get your information, because we're going to be talking about Alzheimer's. We're going to talk about Alzheimer's in the African-American community, because like I've been saying for the last several months, we have some of the highest rates of Alzheimer's and dementia in this country. So please, please support um, support us, support your family, support your loved ones by getting as much information as you possibly can. Memory Sunday, this Sunday, the second Sunday in June, and then at six o'clock. At six o'clock, we're going to have a special concert down by the Riverside. Concert, yes, indeed. Our Memory Sunday concert featuring gospel artist Doc to Stephen Hurd and the Bomb in Gilead singers. You do not want to miss it. We want to give us a big shout out to Springfield Baptist Church out there in Mechanicsville, Virginia. And we will be coming to you from Springfield Baptist Church. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Six o'clock, go to the Bomb and Gilead, get all the information, bombandgilead.org. Go to the bombandgilead.org and get all of your information and gather around your YouTube, your Facebook. Let's make this an intergenerational uh, moment to six o'clock. Sunday, June 12th. Yes, indeed. And then the third Sunday, we're talking about Father's Day. We're talking about Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We're coming up on Father's Day and Juneteenth. I wonder how Father's Day and Juneteenth became in the same weekend. That's interesting and exciting. Uh, so we have, uh, uh, you know, we can really consider Juneteenth um, that Monday to be an extension of Father's Day. How about that? So we're excited. We're in June, and that means that we are halfway through the year. 
Mm-hmm. Halfway through the year and we are rolling. We are rolling to the ninth annual Healthy Churches 2030 Conference, November the 14th through the 17th. And you know, it's going to be November in a minute. It's going to be November in a minute. So you stay tuned because we're going to be talking about registration and this great lineup that we have for you for the ninth annual Healthy Churches 2030 Conference. We are rolling. Yes, indeed. Joy, joy, joy. Bomb in Gilead. Joy, joy, joy. (laughs) Hey, it's Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. So family, my guest today, my guest today is she, I don't know whether she's ever been on the pod or not, but she's been hanging around. She's been hanging out with the bomb in Gilead for years, for years. And I am excited. I'm excited to have our sister Tina Thomas with us today on the pod. You know, she is an Alzheimer's and dementia specialist. And um, I'm sure many of you are saying right now, yeah, I know Tina Thomas. Yeah, she was at the bomb and Gilead event when, we, when she came to the convocation or when she came to the quadrennial or when she came to our annual conference or when or when or when. <laughs> I, you know, when anybody asks me about um, resources for all Alzheimer's or caregiving, my first my first go-to is Tina Thomas. She is just a blessing to the body of Christ. Tina, Tina, welcome to the pod today. I'm so happy to have you. All right, Dr. P, I am so excited to be here with you today. Very excited. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, I don't really have to ask you too many questions because you got all the answers anyway. We're talking about caregiving in the African-American community coming up on Memory Sunday. Yes. You know, uh, we are lifting up not only the, the disease of Alzheimer's, but just caregiving, caregiving in the African-American community. And, you know, let's talk about, you know, what is caregiving and the concerns that you have, because you are in this 24-7, 365 days a year. Mm. What concerns that you have around caregiving in the African-American community, what's missing and what do we need to do? So now I'm going to shut up and I'm going to give you the mic because, girl, I know you're going to bring it. Just just start talking, Tina. You got the (laughs) mic. (laughs) You know, Dr. P, you were talking about joy, joy down in my soul. And when I heard you say that, I said, that's what caregivers need. And they have to embrace it and hold on to it. They had to fight for that joy, that peace of mind, because caregiving is difficult, is hard, and it does not come with a manual. Today, you might not be a caregiver and something can happen and tomorrow you can be a caregiver. It can happen just that quickly. With Alzheimer's disease and dementias, you know, it's a slow progressive disease, slow progressive disorder. 
And so people slowly roll into Alzheimer's um, in terms of providing care resources and support. Um, Women are at the epic center of this disease because more women are living with the disease. Women are more likely to be the caregivers for the persons that's in their homes and in their communities. So women are really disproportionately impacted by the disease. It comes at us on all sides. Now, you know, they're doing research to try to figure out why are women so much more at risk than men? You know, how we carry stress, how we manage stress, is it our chemical makeup? No matter what it is, what we do know right now is that it is disproportionately impacting us. And we have to take very good care of ourselves as women and women caregivers. Now, caregivers, this is sad to say, but it's true. We have seen, and I have seen this personally in my work, caregivers are going down and the person living with Alzheimer's disease is still living. I know someone who's had a heart attack, someone who had an aneurysm, another person who had a stroke. These are caregivers I'm speaking of. And the person who has the dementia is still alive, but the person who was caring for them, they died because they were trying to carry the burden by themselves. And though this is not a religious program, what we know is we don't have to carry this burden by ourselves because there are resources. There are resources on the website at the Bomb and Gilead. There are resources that you can go to for the Alzheimer's Association and other uh, community-based organizations to help you carry the burden of being a caregiver. Because remember, There is no manual. So you just kind of, we winging it for a while until we bump into these resources. And then Dr. P, you got to fight and you got to fight hard for information because people aren't always readily giving it to you, especially in the black community. Now, since I talked to Dr. P last, Alzheimer's is knocking on my door at my house. We're going through some testing with my own husband. And thanks be to God, I know the questions to ask, and I don't allow the doctors to feed me a line of bull. But I can see how come families are struggling because the way they're giving us information and the way they're talking to us, if I was not in this work, I would not believe that my husband has early dementia. I would think there's nothing wrong with him based on what the doctor is telling me. But the reports are telling me something different. So we got to work really hard with our churches and our communities to make sure you know what questions to ask just in case your doctor is not giving you the right information or they're not keeping it real with you. They're not keeping it 100 And we need them to keep it 100 so I can put a good plan in place because now I'm transitioning to a spousal caregiver and I need to make some changes and I need to make some decisions differently than I did a year ago. And because I know the questions to ask, I'm better positioned, but that's not good enough for me. I don't just want to be better positioned. I want to make sure you are positioned as well. I was very angry when my husband's doctor said to him, oh, you're okay. Just push back from eating chicken and you'll be fine. Mm. And I said to my husband's doctor, 
I don't fry chicken. And so don't bring that to me. Talk to me and my husband, you know, like we are human beings in the room. What he was trying to say is, you know, let's keep our cholesterol under control. Let's make sure you don't get diabetes. Keep your diabetes under control. He should have been talking to us about that or make sure you continue to exercise and eat well and breathe well and dance well, go to concerts. All these are things that help keep the brain stimulated and working well. But he didn't talk to us about any of those things. He just gave us a ugly response about pushing back from the table and not eating fried chicken. You know, my husband's a, you know, he's six feet, 190 pounds. That's not his issue. So Mm -hmm. I was angry about that, Dr. Pete, very upset. So Tina, we're definitely going to keep you and your husband in our prayers. But what do you think is, what are some of those questions? You know, what can you share a little bit about you know, um, what was, what was missing? Um, what was missing in when you went to the, took your husband to the doctor Mm -hmm. and what were some of the questions that, that you asked that got you to where you are now? Yes. The very first thing I asked my husband's doctor was, is is he having his annual, um, wellness exam, his annual, And during his annual wellness exam, his annual checkup, is he having his annual memory screening? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to find out what is different from the memory screening he had last year to the memory screening he had this year. And my husband's 69. He should have been having these going on now for five years. And what we found out, he didn't have any. So he had never had his memory screening. So you want to first say, what is my annual memory screening? And then ask your doctor to do a full workup. Take a look at my blood work. Make sure there's nothing going on in my uh, thyroid and my metabolic workup. Look at my blood work. Take a look at my eyes because there could be some changes going on in my eyes that could cause problems. Take a look at my ears and make sure there weren't any problems with that. And then lastly, we had them to do an MRI. Um, so to see, are there any legions? Is there any thing going on with his brain that could explain some of the memory changes I was seeing at home? So when don't let the doctor talk you out of what you know you see going on in your home just because your loved one isn't displaying that in the doctor's office. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's what we did. We Ask those questions. And I said, I want to have testing done. I want this. I want more testing done. I want to figure out what is going on. And they did a full workup, uh, did, checked him out head to bottom. Uh, all of those things uh, came back neg- negative. There was nothing wrong. So then we realized it was dementia. Mm, mm. Tina, in your work, what are some of the, um, share with us some of the, the highlights you have seen, because every situation is different. But what are some of those situations that always come to you when someone is sharing what they're going through mm-hmm. with taking care of their mother or their father or their husband or their wife? What are some of those situations that, that you see all the time that you can share? You know, one of the things that really seem to stress families out is they'll say, you know, he's asking me the same question over and over again. You know, this is a memory 
issue. This person's having a memory problem. Mm-hmm. They are going to forget and they're going to forget over and over again. So when they ask you that question, you have to embrace it this way. To them, they have never asked this question before. So they may ask you that question over and over again. And so we just answer it over and over again uh, because to them, they've never asked it before. Mm. Sometimes people are looking for their parents or people who've died in the past. Mm -hmm. And what I say to you is live the moment with the individual. You might ask them, hey, tell me about mom or what are you thinking about? Or are you missing this person? You can offer some redirection if possible. But if the person cannot remember that the person died, I, from a professional perspective, I don't share that with them. I don't remind them of that hurt or that pain because they have forgotten that. So I don't even remind them of that. If they can remember it on their own and we want to talk about it, that's fine. But if they can't remember that mama died 20 years ago and they're just missing her or looking for her, I talk about her, but I don't remind them that she died. Mm. Mm, that's good. That, mm-hmm. That's that, that's good. Tina, where can we um, where can we go to get some some resources? And and when you look across the board, and I know you've shared about just the misinformation that we have in our communities, and what are those questions that we should ask when we go to the doctor? Um. But, you know, I know that I've been in the rooms with you and you have just eloquently presented and folks that's going on the Alzheimer's side of the dementia side of this conversation. Folks will say, well, you know, uh, I, I can't remember nothing. You know, I think I got it. I can't remember nothing. Um, and, and, you know, and I'm, I, I know that as we as we age, um, things happen, you know, I'm, I'm like my mama now, where's my glasses? And I got the glasses on my eyes, you know, and all I can do now is just laugh because I remember when I was laughing at my mama and now here I am. So talk to, talk to, talk to the folks like me who are like, we are stressing, well, I'm not, but we are stressing that I can't remember. And I, I know, I know that person's name, but I can't call it right now. And and, you know, before I when I'm calling, uh, calling out for Maurice, I go about I go through about 10 names. I didn't call the kid. Um, Chittard, Carrie, Julius, JT. I didn't call him everything. Finally, I'll get to that. The, the name that he is, you know, tell us about what are some of the, the early signs of Alzheimer's so we can calm ourselves down. Absolutely. That is so common. Remembering names is tough. Um, One thing to remember about Alzheimer's is stress and depression in the early stages can look exactly like those early symptoms of Alzheimer's. Mm. So if you have a lot of stress on your life or if you have depression, maybe you don't know you have depression, um, that uh, can look exactly like dementia. So as we're getting older, if you're noticing changes, I'm forgetting things, I feel more irritated, more agitated, um, I'm forgetting things, you really want to talk to the doctor. Don't be afraid and say, I'm getting older. They're going to say it's Alzheimer's. 
it's not always Alzheimer's. It's not always a dementia. It could be something else that is preventable or treatable. So you want to talk to them about that. Now, know that right around our 40s, everyone's brains changes. We have a little bit of shrinkage. Every person does. They call it age-related shrinkage, atrophy. It happens to all of us. That little bit of shrinkage, that change that happens in those vessels <laughs> makes the blood not flow as forcefully as it used to. And it causes this thing called forgetfulness to happen. You know, that thing that makes you go in the kitchen and you stand there and think, oh, what did I come in here for? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, or, or somebody you go, I've been in this church with this girl for 30 years. I know I know this girl's name and you cannot call it, but it comes back later. Um, it's a little bit of delayed recall. It's slower, but I can get there, but a little bit slower. That is not dementia. That dementia is, I, 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 I can't pull that information for nothing to save my life. Now, I'll give you an example of my husband when he was doing all these testings. testings. They asked him. Now, my husband works every day. He has a full-time job. They, but during these tests that he did, didn't even know why he was going, he said, I'm going because my wife want me to go. One of the questions they asked him was, what is the 167 minus 7? Mm. He could not get that answer. And mm. that's when and my heart dropped. He couldn't get it. Now, every a lot of other things they asked him, he could get it. But he could not answer that for four days. He kept trying to get it. And then he said, oh, I got it. But here's a man who's working every day. He's driving. If you saw him and talked to him, you would think Tina is out of her mind. He could not answer that question, though. So that's that early stage. So in the beginning, it's just something that's a little bit off. That's different than being able to recall someone's name. Because when you're busy, you're going to forget. Oh, God, where my glasses at? (laughs) They're on top of my head. You know, where's this? Oh, God, here it is. Different. This is how you function every day. Dementia comes and interrupts how you live and function every single day. And that's what we started to notice with my husband, not wanting to go into different places at night. Like my my son had a job. I asked my husband, can you pick him up? He was so agitated because it was late at night and um, he had to go. But we didn't know why. He just kept saying, well, it's so dark out there in, in those neighborhoods. I hate going there. But really, it's because he was out of his familiar environment. Mm-hmm. And that was throwing him off. He could do it, but it was difficult and it was causing him agitation and irritation. Mm-hmm. So when you see that one thing that you say, it's a little bit off. Don't discount it because the earlier you are to identify things that are wrong or amiss, the more support and resources can be in place. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the Bomb and Gilead's website to get resources. You can go to the Alzheimer's Association website for resources. You can pick up your phone and dial 211 Mm -hmm. and just say, hey, I'm concerned about memory loss. Do you have anything you can give me? 211. It's available everywhere across the country. Mm. And, or you can call your local area agency on aging. Those are also all around the country. And you can find that information. I would go to those resources before you go to Google because everything that's on Google is not accurate. 
But these places will give you some information that can help you uh, where you are and where you live. Mm. (laughs) Wow, family, I know you don't want Tina to stop talking, but man, we are out of time again. Mm, mm, mm. Tina, you know what? I just love and bless you so much and we will forever keep you in our prayers. We will keep your husband and your family in our prayers. And you are such a, such a, a blessing to the body of, uh, of Christ. And I just thank you so much. Family, we got to go. I know you don't want us to go, but guess what? You can play this podcast over and over and over and over again. You can send it to any and everybody you want. You say, oh, man, I need to send this to somebody. Oh, I need this person to hear this. But guess what? You got it. You can send it to them. You can listen over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Okay? (laughs) Tina, we love you. We're going to jump on out of here. Family, we ain't got nothing but love and joy for you. Hold that joy hold that joy memory sunday coming up sunday don't forget get your resources and we will see you six o'clock six o'clock june 12th facebook live youtube for memory sunday down by the riverside concert you don't want to miss it we love you we bless you we show enough appreciate you and Hold on to that word. I don't care what's going on. I don't care. Hold on to your joy. Got to have some joy. (laughs) I'm out of here. Love you. See you.